0: This this, this,
1: this, is Fight Disciples.
0: We are gathered here today
1: for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk.
0: Welcome to podcast episode number 275. We are the Fight Disciples. This one is dedicated to the world of boxing. Uh, And if it's the first time you've ever come across us, you can subscribe via iTunes, just search out Fight Disciples and you can get all Android feeds, including Spotify and the like, Uh, on our website, which is fightdisciples.com. Our um, our social media is at Fight Disciples on most social media platforms, whether that be Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, uh, but on Instagram, because once upon a time, someone fucked up, me, uh, at The Fight Disciples. Uh, So if you could follow us there, that would be much appreciated. And there's a lot of content going up this week because, at last, we have a fight week happening in the UK that we're asked about, uh, of which we'll talk about at the back end of the show. All right, but first of all... Um, I apologise for the slight delay. It's only 12 hours. People getting the knickers in a twist, right? Lad's been in Amsterdam enjoying himself. Sadly, all the stories are embargoed. <laughs>
1: You've got to have one story for us. Well, You've got to have one story. No, at least. Well, the
0: thing is, right? You go away. You just had
1: me pissing myself laughing in studio.
0: Yeah. Um, but it incriminates other people. And I can't do that, you know what I mean? It's not for me to be going around talking about others unless they're talking about themselves. But all I will say is that you know what happened. (laughs) (laughs) You can imagine. That's it, that's it. We'll leave it at that. Any, Uh, any, no,
1: not even a little cheeky walking past the red lighty story?
0: Lots of that, lots of that. (laughs) I'm staying out of the way of it. The um one thing that I will say is that you go away for two, three days in the world of fight sports, you come back and everything mm-hmm. first of all you kinda of blame it on Amsterdam a little bit because you've lost a few days thinking, Fucking hell, how long have I been away? Because yeah, everything's yeah. just gone to shit or or changed dramatically. Um, and it really has. Over the last three days, whether it be in the world of UFC, which we'll talk about on our UFC show, please download that one as well, or whether it be in the world of boxing, everything is now completely changed. The dynamic, of, especially of the heavyweight division, with the announcement of the uh, the new TV deal, the American TV deal that Tyson Fury's got himself involved <laughs> with, with, ESPN and Top Rank, it has changed the dynamic. And there's a lot of people that I saw messaging our accounts and various things over the weekend. Apologies, I'll know if it's there to message you back. But now I'm back, all right? And... Some people may be confused as to how this plays out and how um, it affects the Wilder rematch and how it affects maybe an Anthony Joshua fight in the not-too-distant future. Last week, I said that Anthony Joshua, at some point, is going to fight Deontay Wilder and is or going to fight Tyson Fury. It's going to happen. It's inevitable. It will happen at some point. I don't know when. I don't think it's going to happen in the next 12 months. I don't think it might happen in the next 18 months. But at some point, it will happen, all right? Yep. It's going to get a lot worse if you're an Anthony Joshua fan before it gets a lot better. So we've got Miller next. I think maybe an IBF mandatory will get called, so maybe a Pulev. You might even get a WBO mandatory that gets called. You might get lucky with that because that might be Usyk. It might be, all right, depending on what um, Dillian White does, whether he takes this WBC fight. But then with Tyson Fury announcing this television deal yesterday now, this kind of throws everything back up into the sky because we knew full well, that Wilder Fury was close. Now, for anybody that tells you that it wasn't close, they're lying. It was. It was 100% close. There was just a couple of little I's and a couple of little T's that needed crossing. All right? Yep. However, when you then announce a new television deal connected to an American broadcaster, ESPN, top rank, when PBC, who look after Deontay Wilder, are notoriously Showtime people, even though Deontay Wilder will turn around and say that it's free, I'm free and I can do whatever I want it throws a huge spanner into the works. And not only that, we're in a weird situation anyway with this fight because the WBC have mandated the fight, even though Tyson Fury isn't the number one challenger. They mandated it because they saw a fantastic fight last December and they want to see a rematch. Yeah, It's going to be weird to see how this now plays out over the next week, two weeks, and whether it does eventually go to purse bids and who buys it because now Eddie Earn's back in the mix to be able to buy the fight. Well, that's
1: that's what I'm... That's the best thing about it. For me, when I heard about it yesterday, I knew you were away because I started getting phone calls off radio stations saying, Come on and give us your input. And I was thinking, Oh, fucking Adam must be away, must he?
0: Um, Adam's pressing the red button on his phone. (laughs) Exactly. Adam can't see his phone.
1: (laughs) Poor Cheech can't come on air right now.
0: Um, Yeah, so. Nobody wants me on in that state. Fuck, no, exactly.
1: But I think it's brilliant. And for, for.
0: You think it's a good thing?
1: I think it's a brilliant thing. I think it's a brilliant thing because, one, order is restored in the world because, okay, quick quick answer, who's the best heavyweight on the planet? For me? Yes. Boxing ability? Yes. Tyson Fury? Thank you. Um, I think most people agree with you. But up until yesterday, who had the least power in the heavyweight division? Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury. Now Tyson Fury has taken the power. And the reason being is... This is what's happened. I'm guessing this is what's happened over the last few weeks. Warren has been in discussions with Deontay Wilder's people. Wilder's people are saying, yeah, don't worry about the WBC pace bids because we don't want the zone and Eddie Ain to get his grubby mitts on this. Let's come to a deal. WBC, push it back. We're sorting it out now. So it felt like Frank Warren and MTK, who represent Tyson Fury, we're team Tyson to Fury, were fucking dancing to the tune of Showtime and to Deontay Wilder and to Shen- Shelly Finkel. And all those guys were like, right, we'll get it sorted. We'll do this, we'll do that, we'll get it sorted. Now, one, this is not Frank Warren's first dance, ladies and gentlemen. The man has been around us more fucking longer than anybody in the UK. He has gone, right, we need to take the power back. And he's picked up the phone to his old mate, Bob Adam. And Bob Adam at at ESPN, so their ESPN deal. Remember, ESPN are the biggest sports network on the planet. And Bob Adam's gone, fuck yeah, Frank, let's have a conversation to take that power away from Deontay Wilder. So they've done that deal. To give the number one heavyweight on the planet some control in this weight division, otherwise he was waiting for either Wilder's tune or he's waiting for Anthony Joshua's tune with the zone. He was the only one without a TV deal. Now Tyson Fury has the power, mm. and ESPN. And listen, this is good for Wilder, and I'll, and it's good for AJ, and I'll tell you why. Right, because these fights have got to happen. This is not the fucking eighties or the nineties when there isn't when people could swerve each other and there was belt here and there. Right now, boxing is so red hot in such an on-demand civilization that we live in that you can take so much flack, you were using a piece of fucking metal in your pockets because everybody on the planet's got one. You can get this abuse daily, daily, daily. This never happened in the 80s or the 90s. No one was fucking texting Mike Tyson or Lennox Lewis every five minutes, whoever it may be. The world has changed. The pressure from the Joe Public, the stick that people get online and everywhere else, the pressure that comes with it means that these fights inevitably must happen inside the next two years. These three guys will all fight each other in the next two years. I'm convinced of it. It's got to happen. And this is better for them because there's going to be more purse bid occasions. So Showtime have got to dig deeper. ESPN have got to dig deeper. And the Zone have got to dig deeper. So Wilder, Fury and Joshua will get paid more money. Right.
0: You, I'm loving that you're living in uh, this, the, the wonderland, because that's where we all want to live. We want to live in that particular place, right? Yep. Tyson Fury now signs through ESPN. Bob Arum, on record, has come out, <clears throat> because he's the person that has that TV deal in the States with yep. Top Rank. He's come out on several occasions and said, I can work with anybody in this game, apart from Al Heyman, because he's a knobhead. Yep. That's his words, not mine, right? Yep. Now, Al Heyman is the man that advises uh, Deontay Wilder. We're trying to make a Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder fight because the Joshua thing's gone for the time being, right? Yeah. So we're trying to make that rematch. I genuinely think, because I thought that this was happening in mid-May, I don't think we're going to see it in May. Listening to Bob Arum speaking on uh, a few American websites yesterday, who saying the perfect opportunity now would be maybe for both of these guys to have an interim fight and maybe we do this in September or October. We let it marinate a little bit. It doesn't need marinating, mate. No. Let's just do the fight. Yeah. Let's just get this on. I, I personally believe that when there's too many television networks involved and when, like, Dazon's not even got a pay-per-view platform. No. I just think it makes it a whole lot messier and this makes... Because if you think about the situation, right, we're... the weird situation is that Fury Wilder has been mandated by the WBC. Fury's not been mandated to fight AJ at any point and unless he boost his rankings with everybody else, WBA and IBF and WBO, that fight, you can avoid that fight. That fight mm-hmm. doesn't need to happen. And because Deontay Wilder is currently the WBC champion, nobody's going to mandate him to fight Anthony Joshua, are they? Nobody's going to no. say, oh, you've got to fight your number one because he's not on that rankings list because he's a WBC champion. Mm-hmm. I, think there's a, I think there's a real danger that we could stare at this. That we could be staring in two years' time and these lads have still not had no. a knock. no. You don't think that's happened? It
1: can't happen. It fucking can't happen. That would kill the sport. Of course it It would. would. Kill this momentum that the sport has got. But do you think they give a shit
0: if they're all uh, all earning 10s, 20s, 30s, 40 million quid a time? Okay, but listen. AJ's getting 38 million quid for fighting fucking big baby mate.
1: I know, and that's a farce. But listen, let me tell you the one difference here. The one mitigating factor that you're not taking in, and that is that Tyson Fury is not in this game for money. I truly believe that. The man. Doesn't want, doesn't need the wealth. He, what he says publicly is what he means privately. He gives his fucking purse bid, his purse away for Wilder anyway. Tyson is not in it for the money. Tyson is in it for the legacy. And Tyson will not have signed with Bob Adam, with ESPN to be fucking tied up for the next two years and to never fight Wilder or Fury. That's a fact. Tyson's a Joshua or Fury, yeah. Joshua, Joshua or Wilder, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, so that's the difference. So, All right, then. With this, then, do you believe it's going to go to a purse bid? Wilder, Wilder. Fury too. is it going to a purse bid? Even though they've asked the WBC, well, we're doing the deal, we're near enough done, there's no need for that. Yeah, but that's gone now, isn't it? So do you SPN think that's going to a purse bid?
1: I think right now there's a conversation going on between ESPN and Showtime to try and make that fight and eventually, if they can't, it will go to purse bids. And I can't see Fury fewer... Wilder can't pull out. Wilder cannot walk unless away from w- this Unless fight. he wants to fuck his belt off. That's what I mean. So Wilder can't walk away from his belt. He mm. can't. And Tyson Fury isn't going to go, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go and fight over here for 20 million against fucking... How know. do you know? He might do. That's just not the way Tyson Fury's made, man. I'm that's not saying not, that he is. That's I'm not, not saying he
0: is, right? But he has now signed... He's been advised in some way, shape or It does matter because he's signed in some way, shape or form. Someone's advised him to sign that deal.
1: He's not going to let 140-year-old Bob Adam talk him out of his legacy and talk him out of fucking walking away from the biggest fight and the fight the fans want. I've got to believe that Tyson Fury is here to save us all. He's the white knight of this division. AJ, the people around AJ, the people around Wilder will quite happily let them fucking go in opposite directions for the next five years. The difference is Tyson Fury is the white knight of the heavyweight division. He wants to clean it up.
0: He wants romance. to be the I love your romance. I love it. Listen, I want to believe that too. I want to believe to it. have got to believe it. The glass is half full, Adam. I hope you're right. Oh, fuck, I so do I. Mm.
1: Pray. But isn't that why we love Tyson Fury? Isn't that why his, his reputation has completely and utterly been reversed from where it was when he got absolutely slated by the papers when he beat Klitschko? Now he's a the, he's the darling of the nation. He's the, he's the fucking hero of the mental health. He's, our, he's the people's champion. He truly is the people's champion. He can't now allow Bob Arum and this ESPN deal to take him in another direction into the wilderness and the three of them go in opposite directions. We can't, we can't accept that. Boxing can't accept that. It's more it's about more than money. It's about legacy. It's about defining this era right now. It's about the the next three years putting boxing on the front and back pages of every single newspaper, every website, every radio show, every T V show. That's what we want. As fight fans, that's what we want. And we're on the cusp of that right now. We need to grasp it and take it forward.
0: <laughs> play some, play some music. This is like a fucking proper chair, Chilean speech. Lesson. I think, I think something because the WBC over the last twelve months have been making stuff up as they go along regarding yeah, yeah. who fights they're who and who, who does what. They're yeah, of them. course they're not. Of course they're not. But they've been making it up as they go along, and I just genuinely think that this now opens the door for. Uh, so if Tyson goes another direction. What does he, he's not going to go no direction with without a world title belt waiting for him? Is he? So, what are are, they going to pick up? I don't know what their plan is. I don't know what they're going to do, ESPN, right? I don't know what. what, I don't know, right? We might end up May 18th. We might be in Las Vegas because ESPN and Showtime have done a lovely deal and they're across two networks. That might happen. But history tells me that that won't happen because it's only ever happened on two separate occasions where Showtime and HBO, I know HBO are no longer about, but they're the only. The Lennox Lewis. Tyson. Mike Tyson fight and Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao fight. They're yeah. the only ones. They're the only time that it showed. Did um did it show with Mayweather and uh, McGregor? I can't remember if it did. Hmm. I'm not sure actually. I think it was no, it was
1: Showtime, wasn't it? Because McGregor was attached to Fox, but that was only for UFC, right? So it was only on Showtime, yeah. right? Did the Delahoya Mayweather go cross? through? Anyway, regardless, it doesn't happen a lot. However. Let's just stay positive, please. (laughs) Let's just fucking stay positive. My big thing yesterday is, I've got to be honest, when they announced it, I didn't go, oh, fuck, that's the fight gone. My reaction was, oh, shit. Suddenly suddenly Eddie's the zone deal looks less attractive again to me. So if if I'm an American fight fan and I'm fucking a blue-collar guy working in America, and I'm like, you know what? I can afford $30 a month to get me fight sports. Where am I going? Six months ago, I'm like, oh shit, I'm cancelling everything. I'm buying the zone. Yeah. The zone, I've got all these matrium shows, I've got Canelo Alvarez, yeah, yeah. and I've got uh the Europa League of MMA, I've got Bellator in there as well. Cool, man. I'm in. Cool. That's good fights. Now I'm looking at it going, okay, now I can get the ESPN package. I get all Bob Adams fighters. I get Lomachenko best on the planet, Terence Crawford, fucking name, 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 name. Now I get Fucking Tyson Fury, the best heavyweight on the planet as well. And they get the the Champions League of MMA because it's UFC exclusive. Suddenly, an ESPN package is far more attractive to me, ESPN personally, the than, than a DAZN yeah, package. Yeah, 100%. And it looked like the world had changed starting the yeah. year. It looked like, oh shit, zone are going to be the Netflix of the sport. Everybody else can go home. And especially when, when um, what's it called, walked away? HBO. When HBO walked away, it was like, oh fuck, HBO have quit. Oh, zone are going to take over. Now the world looks slightly different. Now ESPN have gone. Wait a minute, guys. We ain't here to play. We're the big boys, and the big boys are love, shaking love, their nutch about.
0: Listen, I love your positivity, man. I'm gonna look, stay I'm, I'm gonna live in your world for the remainder of this show. Then, all right? We've got to,
1: Adam. We've got to. Okay. Because we're in a potential golden age. Like we're on the cusp of it. Boxing is booming. Fight sport is booming right now. But you're only as strong as your heavyweight division. I maintain that. And while I can't compare the current heavyweight division to the fucking golden age of the heavyweight division, the Ali era, the Tyson era, and everything else, we've got three guys here, and potentially a Dillian White, and potentially an Alexander Usyk, and potentially a, a Pulev. Or who You know, there's a there's a core there of enough fighters for the next two or three years. Fuck me to make this such an attractive proposition again. We've got to stay positive and hope it can happen. ESPN, with Tyson, is a good thing. Just repeat that mantra.
0: <laughs> Get the tattoo. Uh, also coming out of that press conference, Billy Joe Saunders as predicted on this very show. He's moving up from £160 to £168. When I say moving up, he's actually coming down from cruiserweight to, uh, to <laughs> super <laughs> middleweight. Uh, in order to take on Shefa Sufi uh, for the vacant WBO super middleweight championship of the world. I'm going to go first on this because I think this is a bullshit move. I really Really? do. Yes, I think it's a bullshit move. I don't think... There's no point for me in him just going to go and fight a kid that nobody's ever heard of to become a two-weight world champion in order to set himself up with maybe the winner of DeGale versus Eubank Jr. or something like that, because he's too small, really, to be fighting the likes of Callum Smith and the other killers that are at super middleweight. He's a middleweight champion, and he said that he will go back, right? Yep. He had the fight with Andrade there waiting for him. We both said on this show, he's not going to be a firework display. He's no. not going to be amazing. He's going to be a chess match. But I genuinely think that Billy Joe Saunders would have come through that and become a two-time champion at £160, setting himself up maybe with a shot at a a Triple G or a Canelo or maybe even a Danny Jacobs, whoever comes through those fights, all right? And I think that he can get in that mix and set himself up some proper legacy fights. Is a legacy fight fighting Eubank Jr. again? No, it's not. Is a legacy fight fighting DeGale? Maybe. Is it going to be an amazing fight? I don't think so. I think it'd be a chess match, very similar to to the Andrade fight. I personally think, and he said this himself in the press conference yesterday, he will go back down to... To middleweight, but the reason why he's not taking this Andrade fight is because he's the because he's the mandatory challenger, he's the lower end of the purse. Of course you are. You fucked up last year, mate. You had an absolute disastrous twenty eighteen. You've got to rebuild. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't see this as rebuilding for me. I just see this as a bit of smash and grab. Like Canelo going up and taking on Rocky at super middleweight to go and get himself a belt. He's back down now at middleweight doing his thing. I just think there's an opportunity there, obviously, with Gilberto Ramirez moving up, because he's going up to light heavyweight. This is why this belt is vacant. And because Billy has been highly ranked with the WBO, he's straight in the mix. And I'm thinking to myself, mate, fight Andrade. Fight Andrade, go and get that belt, and get yourself in the mix with the lads that you've been calling out for the last two years. Why are you doing this? Because, listen, I told you why he was doing it.
1: We predicted it fucking last week or the week before. The reason he's doing it is because he is one of Frank's small collection of flagship pay-per-view stars on BT Sport. He's only got, he had Frampton, Tyson Fury, and Billy Joe Saunders. They were his three world champions, which is the BT Sport deal with Frank Warren is built on the back of 100%. now. Now Warrington has switched places with Frampton. But Billy Joe Saunders was about to go and fight for the second time. So, don't forget the Lamu fight. That wasn't a Frank Warren a, a BT Sport kind of production because they, they lost the purse bid. He went over there and they were about to lose a purse bid again. And he would have had to fight Bubu Andrade on the zone and on Sky Sports for the second consecutive time. BT's, one of their flagship fighters, is having to fight on a different network. It was never going to happen, which is exactly why we predicted this was going to happen. Exactly why he's now fighting uh, a Sufi for the vacant belt. Because, one, it's a fucking easy fight for him. I've got to be honest. From what I've seen as a Sufi, it's an easy fight. It becomes a two-weight world champion. It potentially sets up a huge fight with a certainly on his way down the hill, James the Gale, which could they'll probably try and bill as a stadium fight for BT Sport. It makes absolute business sense to me from a fight perspective. I would love to have seen a fight between
0: Jade. Look at you now, right? You are. You have been talking too much, Joshua. That's what you've been doing. You've been hanging out with all them lot. Business. Listen to your mouth coming out there. Great business that from Tyson Fury. Great business that from Billy Joe Saunders. No, this is not what we've built our reputation on, my friend. We are biased as fuck, and we come from a fan's <laughs> point of view. That's what we do. Stop talking about the business. You want to see the Andrade fight, don't you? Yes. All right. It'll be boring. Yeah. There you go, what the fuck are we talking about it for then? Because it sets up Triple G, it sets up Canelo, it sets
1: up Danny Jacobs, that's why. But he can go down, become a two-weight world champion and repeat basically what Canelo's just done and mirror Canelo's achievements and then say to Canelo, come on then, who's the best middleweight slash super middleweight on the planet? Let's fucking do it. And they can build that narrative in instead. I don't think it does any, it certainly doesn't do any harm to his potential of fighting the big boys at middleweight. Bubo Andrade is not one of the big boys at middleweight. He's one of the danger guys at middleweight. Why give away home advantage, go and fight on another TV network? It just doesn't make any business sense for Billy Joe Saunders or Frank Warren or BT Sport. Business doesn't. And, and the reason I'm not upset about it is I don't think it's a great fight. You're right. I think it's a bit of a chess match. Whereas I think he goes in, he blows away a Sufi at Wembley. Mm. The fans are all, wrapped, all going mad for it. And whoever wins this Saturday night is their perfect opponent. Will he speak Callum's Niff's name? Will he fuck? Will he fuck? But he will definitely speak the winner of Eubank versus the Gale Because whoever comes through this weekend is a viable... Easily viable with the WBO contender for this belt. And I think that fight probably happens before the end of the year before Billy Joe
0: goes back to middleweight. I'd agree. Um with all with all this movement, by the way, so Gilberto Ramirez goes up to light heavyweight, he becomes as, as I think we've explained this on the show on previous occasions, WBO have a rule that if you move up from your weight category where you are champion, um you then automatically become mandatory for the for the belt above. Mm-hmm. So Gilberto moves up, he will now become mandatory at light heavyweight for Kovalev. Yeah. Great fight.
1: It is if you team Gilberto. Yeah, Great fight,
0: absolutely. Um, and Ruby obviously, yes. that then with with the situation with uh, the WBO, uh, Billy Son is moving away from middleweight. Therefore, they'll be looking the for can- a challenger. The guy next down on the WBO list is a certain Triple G. <laughs> Triple G and a hundred great fight in it. Yep. There you go. Uh, so that's how the uh, WBO will all uh, pan out. And speaking of WBO, I'm a little bit upset about this. I'm a little bit worried, actually, a bit a bit about it. Actually, Mighty Mo. Jack Cat. I uh, know. Before the end of the Ooh-hee! year. No, 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 it's not good. Mate, we're
1: massive Jack Cat fans, obviously. Mm. You know, he's your son. But, uh, but Mighty Moe is Mighty Moe, kid. Mighty mm. Moe is the fucking mascot of this show. Yeah, he is. He is fucking the ultimate fight. He is the original fight disciple, Mighty mm. Moe.
0: Mm. Mate. Socks coming on merchandise very soon, hell, by the way.
1: The Mighty Moe socks will be on full display. When
0: that fight's announced, oh, the socks are out. Oh, it looks like it's going to be Manchester as well. He's not bothered mighty more. He'll go whatever you need. Yeah. Whatever you need. He'll throw that spunk wherever you need, sunshine. He'll uh, impregnate them all.
1: Absolutely. Lock up
0: your daughters. Lock it's up a, your grandmas. It, it, Everybody's getting it. It's
1: a great fight for Jack cattle as well. He's going to get a world title fight on home turf against a fighter that there's plenty of tape about. He, can, he knows a lot about. You know, you've seen him up close and personal. It's a great opportunity for Jack cattle but, you know, we love Jack. We love him to bits. But
0: what can you do? Don't you dare disown him now. I Don't you dare him. back off now. Not disowning him. Those cats' fly together, son. <laughs> um, what do you make of Delboy teaming up with uh, Dave Caldwell? Where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> where did that come
1: from? As soon as I seen that news. I'll tell you where it came from. I got, I was,
0: tony Money. That's where it came from. I was like,
1: what's the date? For the second I thought, it must be April. It must be in April Fools. Mm. Not just because. Oh, listen, the Chisora. Dave called Caldwell thing makes absolute sense. Yeah, yeah. It's just Gis- hair maker connection. Chizora and Bellieu are thick as thieves. They've been good mates for years. They've sparred together for years. Dave has obviously spent a lot of time around Chisora No doubt, you know, they've done a little bit of work together during whatever sessions and this and that. It makes a hundred percent sense. But because Chizora lunk- had up with linked up with David Hay, it just seemed impossible after what how David Hay attacked Dave Caldwell, yeah, yeah. who used to be in David Hay's corner and all yeah, that yeah, yeah. during the Bellew fights but listen. Money talks at the end of the day, mate. Money talks, and if it makes sense for everybody, I can't imagine David Hayes, the type of manager that goes to the training sessions every day anyway. So, if David Hayes, you know, is is in the boardrooms and the soup making those deals, and Dave Caldwell's putting the work in in the gym, mm. I think that's how how the relationship's going to pan out.
0: There's a there's real momentum for him fighting Josie Parker.
1: Yep. I think it'll happen.
0: It's a good fight, that, as well. well.
1: Parker wants it. We spoke to Parker two weeks ago on the radio, didn't we? And he said he definitely wants it. It's a fight he's interested in. And I think it's a fight that makes sense for Jezora. It's a fight that he can definitely win. And it's a fight that, against the former world champion, that British fight fans are fully aware of and have seen many times. We've seen him win here and we've seen him lose here Hmm. on the highest level. So it's a fight that makes absolute sense. Hmm. And it's the fight that Caldwell was originally if you remember, that was the fight Bellew wanted. Yeah, That was the fight Bellew was after. He wanted to beat Hay and go straight after uh, then WBO champ. Um, But obviously the Hay fight needed to have a rematch and that's when Anthony Joshua nipped in ahead of him and and kind of robbed Bellew's chances of becoming heavyweight champion of the world. But Caldwell has already broken down Parker, undoubtedly, in his mind on how you would approach that fight. And while Chazor and Bellew are
0: very different, you know, it's... And apart from getting chinned against Dillian White... He was winning he's the winning fight.
1: fight. Oh, yeah, absolutely. J- J- Listen, Chisora's far from done. His resume is fucking ridiculous. When you look at who he's fought mm. and the campaign he's been on, certainly over the last 10 years, it's unbelievable he's still competing at the level he is. And to be honest, he looks better than he was five years ago. Yeah. So hopefully, with a little bit of that Dave Caldwell magic sprinkled on top, is there a world title fight? Is there one last world title fight pushing Derek Chisora? Mm. There may well be.
0: Um, right on to this week, because we're dead excited. It's the first time properly uh, that um, here in the UK we can get a little bit of a buzz on in 2019. Yes, we've had a couple of knocks, uh, but this is the big one. This is the yeah. one that we've all started to gear towards February 23rd, or 2 Arena.
1: Darrell Yildrum
0: <laughs> Between De Gale uh, and Eubank. The majority of the action so far this year has been over in the States, all the big stuff anyway. And we've got an absolute cracker at the O2 Arena. We will talk about Darrell Yildrum for the vacant WBC uh, super middleweight belt a little bit later on. But first of all, let's talk about these super middleweights. This is the big belt, the IBO belt. You know what I mean? The one that uh, is coveted by uh, all all and sundry, uh, DeGale versus Eubank. There will be videos, by the way, of me uh, having a bit of a chat with both of these lads in camp last week uh, because I went down to Brighton. Never been to Brighton before, huh? Never. Nice. Yeah, it's all right, mate. Is it very pink? Uh, no. It's a big LGBTQ... I know, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, yeah, but no, there, we're but... all right. I We're only in there for... Not a... that, that's an issue. But well, I'm just, you know... I, I was in there for a couple of hours, nipped in, Seaside, went down to uh, Brighton & Hove ABC. Nice. Outside, there was a lovely uh, McLaren... Oh, I don't know what he's bought. i seen McLaren f yeah. Nah,
1: I've seen it, been, it getting delivered, yeah, yeah. bought something
0: like that. You're crazy. Uh, so I had a chat with him, and then uh, Wembley the day before. Now we're up uh, in Camp de Gale. Now, if you remember... Last week's show I was talking about hypno- hypnotherapy, weren't we? We were talking about getting hypnotised by the Eubanks, and I nearly fell in there. Did you? Uh, I nearly fell in. I was near I was. I was getting hypnotised. I know
1: for a fact when you left Brighton that day. Yeah. you were in. You had the fucking well, T-shirt, the lot.
0: Oh well, I was, but then I watched him work out. Right. Right. And now after watching that, I thought to myself, "No, it's changed here. Come on, Catterall, slap, slap myself out of the <laughs> out of the hip- hypnosis." <laughs> And I started analysing what I was watching because two of the big things that I wanted to watch with Chris Eubank Jr. now that he's te- teamed up with Nate Vasquez were very, very simple. Is he eventually going to throw a jab in a fight? And what's his foot movement like? Because he's yeah. very flat-footed and he just, he's just a fighter. That's that's how I would bill him. Yeah. Now, the jab is there, but the jab is there and it's more of a, I'm just throwing this for the sake of throwing it. It's still bent-armed, it's not... George Gross. It's not a to, weapon. It's George a Gross does it as a weapon. Yeah, of course. He's doing it as a, I'm just doing it. I'm doing, maybe it's a rangefinder.
1: Yeah. But it is, not, is, it is. It is the right
0: hand. But he's itself. not even doing that because everything's power. Everything seems to. What I was watching last week was everything. He's trying to take your head off every single time. Top fighters can see that coming from a mile off, man. Mm-hmm. And you're going to. Well, he's a super fit kid. BMIs don't win fights, I get that. But he's a super fit kid. But at some point, that's going to take its toll on your body as you get a little bit further down the line if you're throwing constant body shots. Footwork, it's exactly the same. Day before, James DeGale, talking the talk, walking the walk.
1: Yeah, but how did he look?
0: Looked in amazing shape, mate. Did he? Yeah, uh, he said he was. He, he looked unbelievable. I've never seen Junkie in this type of physical shape. That's one thing. Six-pack was already out and we were, what were we? 10 days, 11 days away from the fight. Mentally, sometimes you can be around James DeGale and he's going through the motions mm-hmm. of, of, and he's just saying stuff for the motions, the saying stuff. Yeah. He is pumped for this fight. He, ca- he knows in his head, I can't lose to this guy. Yep. And it's it's he seems, whether he's convinced me or not, maybe I've been hypnotized by the other guy, but he seems to be talking the talk, walking the walk, and I fully expect him to win this fight um, at the O2 on February 23rd. The only little doubts I have in my head, and we had this conversation, you'll see this on our YouTube channel, so make sure you go to at Fight examples on YouTube, because I asked him about going for walks in the middle of fights. I said, when you find it a little bit too easy, you've had four rounds. You're having a bit of a cruise. You go for a walk. You can't do that with Eubank because he is relentless. He is super fit, and he will keep coming forward. And then there is a danger of getting caught and getting yourself into some bother. It's all on James De me, for this fight, mate. What do what he what he how he decides to play the fight? Yeah, 100% agree. I think you know. Don't be surprised if Chunky's six
1: rounds up. If he's fit, and he's not, game so, and he's chunky. On it. not so chunky. Not now. so chunky now. Not so chunky. Yeah. If the Gale sit. It wouldn't surprise me at all if Saturday night the Gale is six rounds up and absolutely flying, and everyone's sitting there looking at themselves, going, "Well, obviously this was going to happen." Two-time world champion, former Olympic gold medalist Eubank's got no business being in the ring with him. However, regardless of what he may have said, he does go for a walk. He does take time off in the biggest fights, not just not just the easy fights, not just the ones where we go like, yeah. You know the Caleb Truax first fight and shit like that, where you no, think, well, There's a reason why, even Badu Jack,
0: you know, or Lucian Bute, all these fights, he always goes for a walk. starts brilliantly, he does, and then clears off for a bit, and, and then it, he's chasing it down the back end. Yep. Don't get me wrong, he gets the job he pulls done, back, yep. but he shouldn't have to do that. No, he shouldn't. No, and I think maybe it's
1: the maybe it's the fact that on paper, you know, Eubank Junior. I, I rank him alongside the Caleb Truax fight rather than the Badu Jack in terms of competition. You know, so, and had this taken place at another time, the Gale could have took his eye off the ball, could well have gone for a war, could well have got caught out. But I just think where he is in his career right now, to give up a world title to go in this direction rather than try and keep that belt over in America, with the amount of money on, on, on the table, with the potential fights after this, we just talked then about a Billy Joe Saunders world title fight, which is a stadium fight and everything else. I don't think the Gale would allow himself, and this is something he said to me privately. He won't allow himself to be beaten by Eubank. He won't allow his legacy to be tarnished by getting beat by Eubank Jr., by being a notch on Eubank Jr.'s Mm. record, certainly because Eubank Jr. survived, uh, George Groves survived the late scare, but ultimately won on points against Eubank Jr. He he needs that one-up on George Groves. He can't be one-down on George Groves again. I think that alone should keep him laser-focused. That said, do I still expect him to go for a walk between six and nine? 100%, I do. 100% 100% he will go for a walk at some point and he will open the door to yeah. Eubank Jr., and you, And Jr. But be I think he'll get U-Bank's switched back in. He will, but he'll get switched back on in time. I think 10, 11, 12, whatever it may be, as long as you know, he's fit and healthy, I don't see any issues. I think James DeGale wins convincingly on points by at least well, six
0: rounds. No, no, no. I think he should do. We should all be sat here going, he'll win this. Comfortably, six rounds, maybe in a full shutout. That's what should happen in this fight. Because in my eyes, a good box will always be a good fighter. But it won't be like that, mate. No. We'll be in a situation where we're going, did he, he got? did he do enough down the back end to win that, Eubank? Did hmm. he do enough in their middle rounds? I don't know. I think it'll still be something like a, a 115, 113, 116, 112. It, I personally think it should be wider. But that's where I think we will be at. I think at. it's going to be close. I think, it, I think it will be because of James opening the door. Mm. And I think in those middle rounds, like you've just said, between six, nine, maybe even a little bit later as well, I just think he'll open the door for Eubank Jr. And Eubank Jr. will be making it a proper dogfight.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what he wants. That's what he's gambling on. Mm. He's gambling. You know, they've He's wanted the gale for a long time. This is the fight that he's wanted for a long time. A 12 stone. This is kind of the reason why... Eubank eventually moved up because he's seen the Gale as that kind of perfect opponent that he can weather a storm against, he can get out boxed by, but he knows he can catch him at some stage. He knows he'll get him into a bit of a dogfight at some stage. And the Gale flat footed with his back up against the ropes, just swinging wildly that's what Eubank is dreaming about. Mm. And at some stage, we will get that. Mm. At some stage, the Gale's pride will kick in and he'll stand with his back against the ropes and just start throwing leather back. Which is fucking bonkers because the previous six round, he'll have moved and jabbed to get e- Eubank's head off. Mm. But at some stage, they will stand and fight. Um,
0: before that, George Joyce, our mate, he's in the ring. Stand on, he's taking on the big Bummen Stavern, former WBC world champion. Now, I've had many conversations about this fight, and people in the boxing world see it very differently than I do. Um... A lot of people are saying Stavane's durable, you know, he'll he'll give Joe a real test and all this type of thing, and it'll probably go along. And I've just gone, Nope. Mate, you saw Stavern against Wilder when he couldn't be asked. I don't think his head's right, Nope, Steven. I don't think he's in the game. He's been so inactive, he's had one round in three years or something like that. I think Joe's taking him out in the first three rounds.
1: Yeah, I think when they took a call to say, is Stavane interested in fighting Joe Joyce in the UK on a pay-per-view card, the first thing they've asked is rather than saying yes, Bernard's. You do realize Bernard's retired right now. Their response was how much? Yeah, that's it. That that's the top and tail of it. So, was done. He was retired. Hmm. He was out of the sport.
0: Hmm.
1: He's only come back because there's a big payday here, and he's thinking, "What's the worst that can get happen? But I get blown out in a round again. But I'll get paid royally once more.
0: But Who from cares? but from um point of view, uh, not from Joe Joyce's point of view, should I say? But de Verne is a wonderful name oh, to have on his record. Former world champion, bang. Done. Exactly.
1: Sensational. You know, and uh, it makes absolute sense for team Joe Joyce, and it absolutely gets him right up there um, in in the rankings, you know, and makes him a potential future contender. I was talking about earlier at the top of the show about potential guys that can come in there. Maybe Joe Joyce is one of those guys as well. I Maybe might, Joe be. Joyce. You know, he's in a great camp. Up he's Al Herman he's as well. He's fucking training hard. He's, mm. he's putting people away. And these type of opponents are perfect for them. Would you bet against Joe Joyce against the likes of Brazil and them second level Jarrell Millers? No, what the fuck? I fancy Joe Joyce against those guys. So, it's a great fight for them. It's a massive showcase as well over in the UK. And, you know, as long as we keep a microphone out of his face <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: and just let his fist do the talking. That's what he should do.
0: He should fuck, walk yeah. in, destroy, Tyson clear style. off tys stuff. Yeah, give it some mystery. That's yeah. what he should do. Just a white towel over Stop his doing back. that capoeira bullshit. Get shit. rid of
1: all <laughs> that capoeira, get rid of the fucking Mexican music, the Mexican Joe and all that.
0: They call me Mexican Joe. Nobody does. No. Nobody does, Joe. Just in your own house. Nobody calls not you. Not Mexican even old El Paso Joe. calls you that, mate. Come on. Let's stick with the juggernaut. Again in there,
1: do the business and then fuck off. That's it. And you know what? I think he does, and I think he does but be- it's the vein inside three. Easy. Mm. Just completely obliterates him. Obliterates him. Hope
0: so. Um Lee Selby's obviously uh back at a new weight. Yeah. Looking forward to this because uh Omar Douglas is uh, a decent fighter, it's a decent test. Um and if Selby comes through this and he looks like how we anticipate Lee, Lee Selby to look, and maybe we a little bit of beef on him, there's a bit more power there, who knows? Then he starts to make big waves in this weight division. And I wouldn't be surprised if uh if uh, With his connections to Al Herman that he's speeded along quite quickly.
1: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. As you say, it's not a bad opponent for him, Douglas. He's not quite world level. No, he's not. He's been a distance with the likes of Edna Cherry. You know? yeah. he's, not a, he's not a bad guy. He can take a shot. I don't think he's ever been stopped. Um, but he has lost a couple. I just think it's the perfect opponent for Selby. He's pretty much guaranteed rounds. It's a good showcase for him in this new weight division. Um, has he got the size to step up? I don't know. You know, we, we we're going to find out, though, aren't we? So mm. it's going to be an interesting, interesting night. And, and you know, as you say, just because of the way he was driv- driven over, to be honest with you, Warrington just fucking took him apart. But I would argue Warrington would have took any any featherweight apart in the world that night. It was mm. just like fucking lightning in a bottle. Um, so it'd be interesting just to see how, how Selby reacts to that because you know, Selby had that mind state of, I can't be beaten, that I was, you know, the, the Welsh Naz and all that kind of stuff. And he looked fucking, the, a Mexican, you know, he just looked like a superstar until that moment. And you don't know how that affects anybody, but hopefully we get some rounds and hopefully Lee Selby 2.0.
0: Mm, fingers crossed. Um, there's a couple of other names on there, but uh, they're the big three fights on that card uh, this weekend. Over in the States for the WBC vacant super middleweight belt, which has just been a farce, really. This The, the WBC super middleweight championship for the past two years, three years, it's just been a mess. Yeah. Because Callum Smith, as we've told you ages ago, should have fought for this. But then he ended up going into the World Boxing Super Series because he wasn't getting a knot there and he ended up becoming the WBA champion. Darrell fucked him about. They were up in bloody Michigan and all sorts of places that certain points where fights were booked in and it's just not necessarily uh, come to fruition. Anyway, obviously the WBC want Darrell to be their champion because they keep giving him these opportunities and there he is. He sat there, Anthony Darrell, taking on. Do you remember that guy that you, might Jr., chinned? Yep. I think the only geezer that he stopped with a one-shot knockout. Avni him. These two are having a bit of a go at it uh, this weekend um, for that championship. That's all I want to say on it.
1: Yeah, it's a weird one because... As you say, the bed, the, this has been a. This fucking belt just seems to have been hanging around Durrell forever. You know, and, and since then, the Gale Badu Jack fought for it when they had that draw. Then David Benavides had the belt for a while.
0: Now he's in recess because of the cork thing.
1: Yeah, so now they took so, the belt off him. Yeah. And then suddenly it's like, okay, let's put Anthony Durrell back in the frame again.
0: Against so, Daphne Yieldrum, Anthony just been Durrell chin.
1: doesn't want to fight anybody decent for this belt, but he seems to have never lost his ranking for it. All the fucking around that they've done, he seems to still be hmm. right up there as the guy. Oh yeah, well, okay, by de the facto, then let's go back to Anthony Durrell. Let's go back to Anthony Durrell. And as you say, now he gets fucking hmm. Yilmaz. Who, you know, we, we were dressed up by World Boxing Super Series to be a bit of a world beater, but then Eubank absolutely dismantled them. So
0: this, <sighs> the, the, the worrying thing about this belt and and this at this moment in time, if you if you look at the WBC, they very rarely call mandatories and they ve- and they protect. A lot of American fighters. I mean, look at Gary Russell Jr. Yeah, WBC champ, right? He fights once a year. It's all right, Gaz. You crack on, sunshine. Yeah. I think there was a period of time. Um. Which, by the way, it's good to see Adonis Stevenson. Um. I yeah, saw a picture yeah. of him this week. He's uh, up and about. But I was just about to bring him up. I don't think he had a mandatory for about five years, wasn't no. it? it was crazy, man. You know, mm. so that's the WBC. So with this it's like WBC your face fits. Are, Yeah, exactly. They're not going to force him. With Callum being the diamond champ, whatever that even means, they're not going to force Callum Smith and uh no. and Anthony Drell. It just won't happen. No. Well it, And he doesn't want it, obviously.
1: Exactly, because they fuck Callum around so much the first time around. He'll win this belt and then he'll go on a defence against the likes of Caleb Truax and people like that, you know. People people ranked deeper down the twelve stone division. It's a shame because you know, let's be honest, it's the best belt in any weight division. Because it is. You know, WBC is the number one belt, so mm. it's disappointing that it's going to go down this route again. I'd just love to know what Darrell's done to deserve it, you know, since he lost to Badu Jack. He's pretty much fought nobody. He's fought once in the last fucking two years, three years, or whatever it is. And then he gets Yildirim for the belt on home turf as well. Nah, no. WBC for you, man.
0: Uh, before we finish, obviously you know that our betting partner is William Hill. They will not be beaten for in-round betting. You ready to rock and roll here, sunshine? Yeah. I know what you're going to say. You're going to say Gale on points because you said it earlier on, yeah? Yeah. So you don't think there's an in-round bet there?
1: No, if there is an in-round bet, it's probably uh, it's probably Eubank just catching up with DeGale as he's at the perfect time as he's coming down the mountain and Gail mm. spending too much energy early on. And getting caught around 10, 11.
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, if I was going to have a bet for it in round betting, it would be Eubank later on. But you know, I think the safe money has got to be on James the Gale. Um, but I would definitely go for Joe Joyce inside three. Okay. Maybe maybe even round one. What's the odds on Joe Joyce round one? I fancy that. Uh,
0: Boom, me a second. I'll just have a look at the James DeGale there for a split decision victory 14 to 1. <laughs> I'll get a little bit carried away. Uh, James Gale
1: to win on a split is 14 to 1.
0: 14. Split? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Unanimously, I think he's four, uh, 11 to 4. Fourteen. To a split decision's not a bad show, you know. Okay. Um, there's no in round betting, but he's 33 to 1 on. That is unbelievable against a former world champion. You can get odds on Bemenster Vernon at nine to one just to win the fight. That's mental. Let's see if there's anything in there for Selby. They'll be up there by the end of the week, by the way.
1: Yeah, I will post I'll post my tips, which I haven't done too well the last two weeks, I admit, but I'll post a couple of tips on mm. on Friday.
0: Uh the problem is, um I think Anthony Yard's fighting on Friday as well this week. No, that's the not week off. Half, it? Leicester's off, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, Leicester show's off. The uh this weekend, there's not a lot of in round betting for us to get excited about because I would think that the Gale-Eubank fight will go the distance yes. Selby will probably go the distance there's yes. only Joe Joyce where are you going to go first round?
1: I, if listen I want to see the odds on it but I fancy Joe inside three and if the first round odds are looking good I'm going to go first round for Joe Joyce yeah okay. he's looking to make a statement, isn't he and we know now that vein has been inactive for a long time and the one fight he did have he, he didn't want to be there and he got blown away in the first round so why fucking stand on ceremony I think Joe's just going to run in there and steam him
0: mm. There you go. Uh, so do keep an eye on our social medias this weekend. Nick will post something um, when we've got the official odds uh, from our betting partner, William Hill, who will not be beating on in-round betting. If you've uh, only just come across us, uh, you can subscribe via iTunes. to search out Fight Disciples. You can also uh, subscribe via our website fightdisciples.com for all Android feeds and all our social medias are at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Definitely go there this week because there's a Eubank Jr. and Degale interview going up there and our Instagram pages at the Fight Disciples. Please come and follow us. We'll catch you next time.
1: Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.